The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. Welcome to Winning on Main Street. My name is Gordon Henry. Thanks for joining us. The American economy is driven by small business, local business people who want to work for themselves and build something successful. These podcasts aim to highlight those entrepreneurs, find out what makes them tick, understand the challenges they face and what enables them to be successful. And today joining us is Michael Lynn of 3D Print Everything of Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Michael, uh, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to have you. So uh, let's just start with the basic. How'd you get into this business? Yeah, so I previously was, before the 3D print everything, was working for General Electric. And uh, before that, I'd had a bunch of other jobs. But um, when I got the job at General Electric, I knew that we were going to be laid off. They kind of had it writing on the wall that, hey, we've closed these other plants. You know, we've laid off all these other workers making more money than you. So it seemed like it wasn't going to last more than uh, a couple of years and at the year and a half mark they laid, laid us off and right there up to that last coming months of, uh, of the job it's like you know I want to go back into work for myself I had previously sold cars uh, for myself in and out um, and it's like what what's a emerging technology that I can get into what's something that's out there and I and I had heard about 3d printing before and I knew that that was something that uh, you know, I hadn't hadn't looked at it in a bit, so I, I looked back on it, and it's like, oh, okay, commercial printers or printers for consumers have been out for eight to ten years at that point, and it's like these are now you know semi affordable. Maybe I'll go look at them, and I uh, end up finding a local guy that uh, builds them. I found him through a Craigslist ad and became friends with him. He showed me essentially how these things got built, and he had a real nice printer for a couple thousand. I ended up. You know, and he kind of warned me too. He's like, look, this is a really nice printer. You know, it's kind of like the Ferrari instead of these other ones. But I knew that I wanted to build it for the business. So it's like, I don't want to jack with a $300 printer, you know, one of these cheap ones. You know, I want a larger printer. And, and this was one of the things that was, that made it unique is it had a much bigger build area. Um, so I could do a lot of jobs that some of these other smaller shops couldn't, even with this first printer. It took me about two, three months to understand how to use it, you know, because it, it is a bit different than a 2D printer. You know, grandma can go buy something from Walmart and, and print your email you send her, but um, it's a bit more, it's a bit more tricky to learn all the ins and outs of supports and infill and the settings that you can end up changing when you're when you're playing with these models. Um, but after that, I a lot of people I, I realized got into 3D printing because they wanted a part or found a market and it's like, hey, you know, here's a product, how do I get it? Oh, I can 3D print it, so I'll get a 3D printer and then they make that product and that's where they have their whole in- income and it's, and it's off of that one trinket or that one, that one thing they're making and they might expand a little bit from there. Um, but I wanted mine to incorporate everything and, and that's kind of where I got the name 3D print everything is, I saw the big picture of, you know, when I grow this business to, you know, the point of having many employees, I want to have a side that's focusing on automotive. I want to have a side that's working with aerospace. I want to have a side that's doing dental because 3D printing touches, you know, all of those and more. So that's kind of what I wanted to make sure I laid my groundwork for. And I, it started with just a, a Google listing on uh, the internet. I had seen a TED talk 
that, you know, he's like, hey, look, if you just right click on Google Maps, you can put a business here. And he, he showed it for other funnier reasons and messing with the government and whatnot. But I, I saw the application that I can put a business on my house and I don't even need to have, you know, any tax ID or anything else like that. People will just start calling me because I'm a 3D printer. So that ended up flourishing over the next six to eight months. I got a wedding planner. She came back for a whole lot of things. One of my first big orders was a uh, party set of Beauty and the Beast themed of, of Miss Potts, Miss Chip, or the little chip cup and the candle holder and dog and all that. And it was seven, $800. And it's like, oh, this is, this is a business. <laughs> like, this is cool. <laughs> I needed to, needed to buy my, my next couple printers. And, and uh, it was last October that I decided to go full time. And I, I separated my bank accounts, got my own card, got the yeah, tax ID number and everything. And I've been full time income from, from then. And December, I had seven printers, and right now I'm up to 16, and and I got a couple other partnerships where I can leverage a bunch of other printers that I don't actually, uh, uh, resin printers that I don't own. Wow, sounds like it's going really well. So um, that's fascinating. What are the typical products people buy? You mentioned the wedding planner situation. Um, yeah. well, what what are some of like do you have best sellers? No, so so that's the that's the neat thing is is because I don't have a product for sale, I'm just saying I have a 3D printer. I'm the expert in the printing. You need something printed, I'll print it for you. So it's it's such a wide variety, and that's probably the most common question I get is what do I print for everybody? And you know I, I can just give examples of some of the most recent things. I had a mm -hmm. kid come to me. He's got a GTR. His exhaust is way too loud. Um, you know he likes it that way. But he's like, hey, I live in a in a nice neighborhood, and I'm I'm upsetting my neighbors. I'd like to huh. make a temporary muffler that I can slip over my tip and, and drive out of the neighborhood and then take it back off. And <laughs> I can actually print in carbon fiber and I got a large printer. So I, I printed in version one and, and delivered that to him the, the other day. And we're going to test it out tonight at, at a, a drag strip and, and see just how much it actually, you know, will muffle a car. But, uh, you know, so that was totally weird. I had a guy, um, couple weeks ago he's he's doing a custom drum pedal so this drum pedal will end up raising your heel up and you know it, it functions better on the music side of things I've had a, a music store owner come to me he really wants to experiment with a lot of um, musical instruments that are 3d printed and, and that ended up spurring up a friend of mine to start printing ukuleles uh, um, so he's got some of those and I'll be working with those I've printed mouthpieces for trumpets um, what are some of the other things there's there's so much. I mean, I, I even did a bid on a job, which would be an ornate stone frame, uh, uh, window frame, sorry. And, and it's like 10 stories up on an old 70 year old building and it's generally stone casted and they couldn't find anyone that could stone cast it. So he's like, hey, can you 3D print this? After doing research, I found that there is a 50% marble mixed filament with plastic and it's, it's architectural grade, good for outside on the outside of a building. So I can actually print this frame and it'd be in like two, three different sections and they can install it on the outside of a building where these stone workers didn't want to do it. And it actually comes out being cheaper than what the stone workers wanted to. Mm. Uh, I haven't completed that job yet. It's still in the bid process, but it's just like, that's kind of the, some of the cool stuff we can get. Um, so you really, you really can 3D print anything. There's limitations, but it can touch just about any field. The question I guess I had as I'm listening to with all these different sort of crazy projects is we all think of printers as something, you know, ink going out on paper. So what is the ink here? 
So, so the best way to explain it over the airways would be there, there's two main processes uh, to focus on with, with regular printing. One is called FDM, and that's essentially, imagine some spaghetti that is a little bit hard and it's plastic spooled up into a little spool. And then there's just a geared motor that grabs that spaghetti, pushes it down through a heated nozzle, and then that nozzle's move back and forth, and layer by layer, it builds your object. That's that's mm. the one way of doing it. Now, there's there's another process that uses resin printing. There's a couple different names for how they end up doing it, but it's essentially a liquid that then gets hardened by light. So your accuracy, you know, from a from the FDM side where you're using the spaghetti, you know, your nozzles vary from about half a millimeter. You can go a little bit down to like a quarter of a millimeter, um, somewhere up to a millimeter. And that's generally the size you end up dealing with, but that ends up giving you these little lines you can see in these prints. And it's not too bad and you can sand them and stuff like that, but it is noticeable. With the resin printing, you get the accuracy of light. So literally down to the photon, you can have precision and detail. And, and that gives you parts that you have, you know, you can't even see that it was printed. And sometimes you got to question if they were printed. Um, but it, it, they come out to be really functional, um, high-end parts. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. And you sound like a pretty technical guy. You worked at GE, so uh, I guess all that came somewhat naturally to you. Tell us about how you use technology in the business in terms of your interactions with clients, acquiring clients, bringing them in, communicating with them. How do you use technology that way? Yeah, yeah. So, so it definitely started, like I mentioned earlier, with that Google listing. That was that was one of the biggest and strongest things. And actually, where the majority of my leads have come from is, is from people searching for me on Google. Now, after I had that, I wasn't sure um, how to do a lot of my, my payment processing and, and how to deal with my clients and whatnot. And um, through a networking meeting, I ended up meeting a, a local representative of Thrive, and they showed me the software and, and what it was. And I started doing a lot of research on because I had never heard the term CRM, you know, customer relations management. I didn't know what that was. Found the competing companies. I did a lot of research and, and Thrive ended up offering the most for the least, which is rare that, you know, you don't have to compromise on one or the other. Um, but what, what made it great for me was when they go to my Google listing, I then have a website that Thrive will provide for me so they can go to that and then they can upload files right from there or they can email me. The the Thrive software offers manages my uh was it my payment processing so before i was using like venmo and paypal but it was a little more difficult to like accept a credit card over the mail uh, or over the phone or whatever and um I, I figured out with 3d printing too it's it's key to get payment up front at least half because if you print something for someone and you waste all your time and material then they don't pick it up you know they have no obligation to um, mm -hmm. with with this software it allows me to just do a quick quote for them and then say hey look I'll send you an invoice you can pay it over your email and then uh, you know it makes it real easy um, so that that's been a big help and there, there's even other functions that Thrive has that I that I'm not leveraging yet just because I've got enough business that it's like hey I don't need to really do the campaigns yet or or um, the other things the, the only downside because one of one of the things I when you would ask like, you know, what's a top seller? I have been wanting to get a, a, a website with a marketplace, um, you know, something like an Etsy store and I could possibly start Etsy, but I was thinking about having a website done since Thrive does the website creation and they, they haven't yet implemented website creation for a, a shopping cart where someone could go mm -hmm. there and buy something, but they do excellent websites and that's where they started as a company, which is cool. Um, mm -hmm. but that's, that's definitely where I leverage the majority of my technology. And I get a lot of leads that come through the website as well. Um, mm. so they'll see my Google listing, then hit the website and, and go to that. So it's, um, 
aside from that, it's just technology that's specific to the printers, um, which is more technical right. than you need to get into. <laughs> when you're using when you're using Thrive, then are you doing all the work in the software? Do you have an assistant? Uh, is there somebody at Thrive who helps you, like a, uh, a customer service manager? So uh, when when I'm using Thrive, I manage it through my phone and through my through my browser, and I can get an email and it'll say, hey, look, you've got a message in Thrive and I can hit reply and it'll pull up the browser right there. So it makes it really easy and intuitive. Um, the, one of the other real big deciding factors on why I end up choosing to go with Thrive is their headquarters is like 20 minutes from my house. So they like yeah. to throw some mixers and other things. And, and I even in the start, because they told me, we'll get someone to even put your business cards, all your contacts into Thrive. So I showed up at their place and was like, here, I got like you know, 400 business cards. Let's get this done. And they, they did. They picked someone out and we sat down for 40 minutes and typed them all in. Um, so, so they have really good customer service as far as, uh, you know, if you need to talk to someone on the phone or through chat or, or show up to their office if you're local. Yeah. Sounds great. Do you have employees yet? Or are you doing this all on your own? I, I currently have an intern The kids in high school and he comes over about two, three days a week. Um, and I pay him and the benefits of the 3d printing company, I end up hooking up and making him a computer, but I don't have paid employees yet. Okay. Okay. So, um, so it's just you and your intern and you're managing the Thrive yourself, although it sounds like you've had some uh, help from Thrive in terms of the customer service. Um, mm -hmm. Are you using any other software in the business, for example, QuickBooks or MailChimp or any of the other sort of popular software out there? Yes. Intuit QuickBooks is the other one that I use, the self-employed version. Um, that was something that I, I will honestly say I was, I was pleasantly surprised with. It was a good plug for them. But I, I had, was never taught taxes or how to do this stuff growing up. So especially even starting this business now, it's like, oh, this is going to be real difficult. When I ended up doing their self-employed into a QuickBooks, it made it so easy. I linked my bank accounts and then just was able to choose, you know, business personal. And because sometimes I would spend money out of my personal account on business. So I wanted to link that account and make sure that I got those, those switched over. But it made doing that so much easier and, and Thrive works with it too. So, so uh yeah, the, the self yeah, is a good good one. Yeah, so I was going to ask you that. Do you have the Thrive connected to the QuickBooks so they kind of talk to each other? The, yeah, they don't need to, which is kind of cool because the QuickBooks just does the transactions and everything from Thrive goes into my business bank account. So it's like, mm -hmm. like Thrive goes into the bank account and then QuickBooks sees all that. So it's not mm -hmm. like anything needs to go directly from Thrive to QuickBooks from my understanding. Okay, got it. And um, do you use Thrive for payments? Did you, did, I, I don't think you mentioned to me exactly. I, I heard you say invoices and estimates, but do you actually get the payments through Thrive or where do you, how do you get the payments? So it's, it's managed through Thrive. They have a company called, I think it's Braintree, and then they have another payment processor. Um, mm -hmm. so, so they have a processor they use through, and they've been expanding that too. The, the other cool thing with Thrive is it's about every three to six months they add new features. So since I've been with the company, they've added, I think it's one or two more payment processors, new functions and stuff like that. So it's really cool seeing it grow as I, I've been with the company. Um, but yeah, I do, I do handle the actual payments and those get deposited in my account one to two days after, uh, after someone pays me. Right. Um, tell me about reviews. You know, reviews are a big thing these days. Mm -hmm. uh, people, really trust reviews. Have you used your Thrive to seek out reviews? Do you get reviews? Tell, tell me about that side of it. I haven't. So that would be a great thing to leverage. And I, and I remember putting that and say like at the end of an invoice or something like that, you could put, Hey, you know, 
if you leave a review, I can give you a, you, you know, give you a discount on the next one or something like that. Or, you know, I really yeah. appreciate reviews. Um, I, I've personally just been asking for them occasionally and they work good. I, I have a real good review base. And, and that of course started with just asking some friends to say, Hey, look, if you support me, I'll make something for you that you can, you know, review and that'd be great. Um, and that's, that's definitely big. If you're looking at starting a business is, is get three, four, five good reviews with your listing out there. And, and that'll, that'll definitely help. Cause I remember I had three or four reviews on my Google listing and like the third call I got from it, someone mentioned the reviews and I was like, okay, mm. that's how powerful these are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They say that, um, you know, especially if you don't have a lot of reviews, I mean, every review can lift you in the Google rankings. It could also work the other way if you don't get a good one, mm-hmm. uh, but they are really powerful in terms of not only how people see you, but how Google sees you uh, in terms yes. of the rankings. Because yeah. I, because I looked locally to see how many, because there's, there's not too many other 3d print shops. So when, when I started, I think there was three and I think two or three other have popped up or come down. Um, but I was looking and there was someone that was, that had, gotten two or three reviews ahead of me so i made it a real big mission to push and get a couple more reviews ahead of them so i i make sure and i check every couple of months to make sure i'm the top reviewed person and whenever i don't or you know someone else gets a couple more i make sure to up them <laughs> so i do get right. that <laughs> right i don't know if you mentioned um when you first started with thrive did you self-teach or did you learn just by looking at the videos in the tool or did you go to a, you mentioned the mixers. Did you go somewhere to get a little bit of training? How, how, how did you get started with it? Yeah. So the, the starting was I met in a, met one of the reps at a networking meeting. They mentioned something about mm-hmm. CRM and it doing one, one feature of it. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll just feel it out. And after we had like a one-on-one uh, where we sat down and she pretty much showed it to me for an hour and it's like, Oh, that's where I fully understood. Like this does, you know, six, seven different things. Like they put it all mm. into one. It's like, that's neat. Um, and then from there, I, I kind of understood what it did and it, it took a little bit of self-teaching and then one or two times of going up there to, to feel like I had a real good grasp of it. Um, but yeah, the, the workshops definitely make it useful. And they, they generally, you know, if you go to one of those workshops and you haven't been in a long time or, or you're new into it, they're going to be talking about one of their new features they've just come out with that you probably haven't heard of yet. Right. Right. That's, that's awesome. Um, so what's next for your company? Uh, you've, you've got, uh, how many clients would you say you have today? Uh, how, or how many jobs have you performed? Oh, shoot. Let me, uh, I can probably look at that. Let me, let me see here. It's been a lot. I mean, this, this year alone, um, you know, it, it keeps growing. Cause it, I guess the best way to put it would be like how many printers I've done, you know, like six mm-hmm. printers in, in December was a good amount and October, you know, I had a real big put or not October, April, I had a real big push and, and needed to buy more. And that's when I got up to like 10 or something. And I've, I've still bought some more since then. Um, so it's like Monday and Fridays seem to be real good pushes. I'll get three, four clients on that day. And it, mm. it varies from, you know, I get one call a day to literally 10. Um, so it's, mm. it's really odd on how many I get, but um, it's growing. It's growing pretty good. And I'm right at the point of getting ready to push out and start marketing. Um, so I, I am self-employed, obviously started this in my house. Um, my setup is still currently in my living room, but I've, I've planned to move this into my garage to get a much larger workspace, uh, have some workbenches and whatnot. And, and from there I should be able to start doing a hundred thousand plus over what I have in my garage. And that'll allow me to then get a, a storefront location and, and have some printers that will be much larger and do, do much bigger projects. <laughs> That's really exciting. And are you using the software to communicate with your 
like existing clients, like people who've already done jobs with you? Are you are you using Thrive or some other technology to communicate with them and say, hey, why don't you come back and do another one or just reminder type stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I do have reminders set up through Thrive um, at the three and six months mark. If I haven't said anything mm -hmm. to them, I just send them a, hey, how's the part going or how's, it, how's your print doing? Or if you'd like to come back, we're having a sale. I, you know, I just put something in there and I've changed it up a couple of times so that I make sure that some of my people who have been around, you know, a year and a half aren't getting the same message each three months. Okay. And has that worked? Do you find people yeah. responsive? Yeah. Yeah. Because, and that's what I loved about the 3D printing is um, the repeat business is excellent. Um, I, I would probably say half of my customers or more come back for something else um, because there's, there's not too many other people doing it. And once they're impressed, you, you know, it's, Hey, what can I get printed? And you know, the world just blows up. <laughs> right. That's great. Um, cool. And you said you have how many printers now? 10, 10 of these printers, like 10 different 10 devices. 10, 10 in April. It's up to 17 right now. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And that's yeah. all in your living room. Yeah, there's there's eight in my living room and then another <laughs> another eight in the kitchen dining room area. <laughs> uh, and then there's a there's a company that I work with in China that has a whole bunch of the resin printers and then some machining capabilities. And and I was even able to to get some stuff machined through them that some local guys weren't able to do. We were, I was working Amazing. on a project for a guy that he had a custom car and needed this piece for his hood made. I 3D printed it for him. He's like, hey, I guess we're gonna have to print it in metal. I contacted my my contact over there and he's like, we can actually machine that. It came out mm. being much cheaper for him and he was super happy. That's really exciting. Wow, I'd love I'd love to see your, your living room and dining room. It must be <laughs> it must be like pretty crowded. It, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Uh, people generally walk in and then they look over and it, it, it'll strike them for a second. They're like, whoa, what's all this here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's business. <laughs> right. So next steps are to move into the garage and uh, that'll allow you to expand. And then from there, you hope to someday move into a storefront, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking storefront in about a year, year and a half tops. Hopefully. Right. Right. Awesome. Um, well, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we kind of sign off? Um, I mean, I, I, I just can't stress enough entrepreneurship. I mean, uh, I knew even at working at General Electric, I was getting paid $25 an hour. And where that felt great compared to the 10 and 15 I was making before, it still wasn't enough for a house payment and a car payment and a baby, you know, and, and I knew that I wasn't going to make that anywhere else hourly. It, it had to be, you know, being your own boss, like you're not going to make as much getting paid by somebody else unless you know it's a very specific job. So I, so I highly encourage people if, if you got the mindset and you want to go out there and, and create your own business, you know, listen to podcasts like this, get fired up and um, you know, figure stuff out, leverage experts and, and work for yourself. That's great. Thank you, Michael. Well, uh, we've been speaking with Michael Lynn of 3D Print Everything in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, thank you again, Michael, for your time today. American economy is built upon great entrepreneurs like Michael Lynn. We appreciate their time sharing part of their story with us here on Winning on Main Street. Tune in next episode for more insight with another great entrepreneur. For now, this is your host, Gordon Henry, signing off. Music